To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First of yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. Uh, three waters. Uh, first part of that's done and dusted, basically. Exciting, isn't it? Um, of course, that raises questions over Nanaima Hooter's involvement in it all and how much power she wields. Is it too much? Uh, how much power has the chemist warehouse now got over the world of pharmacies in this country now? Has that got out of hand? Uh, but first up, youth crime. Is this just a political football? Here is a program that um, takes a juvenile who is committing serious crimes like ram raids and um, has been shown to uh, reduce the rate of offending. Um, and instead of them reoffending 85% of the time, they reoffend 54% of the time. Now, let's imagine that that's a story. Um, and that, that it's a story with a, a couple of nice social workers or, or whoever they are and, um, and that they're doing good work. That story is not going to make the front page of the paper. That story is not going to lead the 6 o'clock news. And that story is not going to dominate talkback for hour after hour. Um, that, oh, actually, uh, that here's this program, wraparound support. Um, it's not mush, as some suggest, and, um, and it's working. Yes, some people still reoffend, but nothing like the boot camps. It just doesn't grab us. So then we feel that nothing is working. When in actual fact, some of the stuff which has been put into play has already seen a decrease in ram raids since August. But we feel like nothing is working, and we feel like crime is spiraling out of control. And, and regardless of, of our own politics, we have to know that politicians know that, that a fear of crime is such a powerful driver. So irrespective of what's happening with crime, if you as a politician know that a fear of crime is a, is a powerful driver, then you will do all you can to make people as scared as possible. Thank goodness every single talkback host is just like Tim and uh, brings balance to the equation and won't, won't just you know, hype up that fear even more. Hey, Kerry. This is, this is when they're trying to intervene before they get to that next level of offending. So $2 million is nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's the sort of wraparound services that people have been talking about for years and years and years and have been attempting for years and years and years, and which can work. So at this stage, I'd say go for it. Extend the funding, extend it around the country. If you've got the sort of stats, at least these local people keep track of statistics, so you can say yes, okay, this is this is working. This approach is working, and we've seen that from locally. You know, when you look at uh, Wairua, where you've also got local initiatives working at getting kids back into school, helping helping kids into work or into training, trying to prevent them from joining gangs and getting into a life of crime, and where you've got local initiatives that are working. Show them the money. They can show you that they're working. 
give them the funding they need to continue. I know there's a call to lock them up and throw away the key, I get that, and for serious offenders, sure. But at this stage, I think this is absolutely the best approach and the numbers would seem to indicate that it is. Yay! That's a good start to the podcast, isn't it? We've got a bit of positive stuff happening and some positive reaction to it. And then, of course, we get back the three waters and it all turns to custard. Custard isn't one of the three waters, by the way. I just want to make that quite clear. We're not going from five waters to six waters because we're adding custard into it. All right. They've ignored the 88,000 submissions, many of which said no to this. They have forcibly taken water assets off councils today. And while they will tell you that councils actually still have ownership, it is not true. Councils do not have ownership. It's empty ownership. It's ownership without any control. What kind of ownership is that? They let councils believe that they could opt out of this scheme for months after they'd actually already decided behind closed doors at Cabinet that no council could opt out of this scheme. They tried to sneak in entrenchment. They rushed this through under urgency at almost every stage, and they hoped that if they just got this through today before Christmas, we would forget about it at the election. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Because this has become such a symbol of their arrogance and their complete disregard for us, the public, saying we don't want this. It's a little surprising today to find that the Māori and the Green parties voted against it because they have supported this bill up to now. But for the Māori party, the co-governance aspect didn't go far enough. And for the Green party, the entrenchment that they proposed was removed and so they're not happy about it. In a way, whatever their reasons, I'm glad that they pulled their support from this today and left Labour completely on its own voting this through. Because this has ended Three Waters in exactly the same way that it has been the whole way through which is Labour pushing this through all by itself when no one else, not their voters, not their mates, not the citizens of this country, wanted it. And there seems to be a sort of a vibe that not even all of Labour really wants it either. Uh, there's a, a general sort of feeling coming through that the, the so-called Māori caucus are really pumping this up and Labour, other people in the Labour party have sort of been powerless to stop it. Is that what's happening here? The ultimate sin, though, her open defiance of a cabinet decision undermining the government as a whole and the prime minister as its leader. The rules are very clear. Once cabinet makes a decision, ministers must support it, regardless of their personal views. Chris Luxon says Mahuta is out of control and he's right. And when a minister is out of control, they should be out of the cabinet. The problem for the prime minister is that sacking her would present two issues. One, a backlash from the Māori caucus, and that's a very powerful group in the current government, just on numbers alone. Number two, no pun intended there, three waters. From the public's point of view, if you sack the minister who's nurtured it, cradled it, and shepherded this rotten piece of legislation all the way to urgency, are you not at the same time saying the work she's done is as shabby as the way she's behaved? Well, to me, yes, you are saying that. The spin team, though, of course, will see it differently. Well, that's their job. So here's our pick for the way things plays out, play out now. Mahuta will go, but not till the cabinet reshuffle in the new year. Uh, they'll probably even spin it out to make it sound as though she's asking for a break after working so very hard, time with the family, time to help the husband with all that contract work. But then, of course, by then, 
Three Waters will be on the books, and the next big job, yeah, that pun was intended, will be the media merger. And there's a, another minister who ought to be getting the boost, but won't. Yes, there's certainly a um, band playing on the on the deck of the Titanic as it goes under feel to all this now, isn't there? Uh, unfortunately, there's quite a few more months left for this uh, ship to sink. And hopefully not too much more damage is done in the meantime, but who knows. Uh, right, we're going to finish up here uh, talking the Chemist Warehouse and other uh, sort of big cut price pharmacy chains. That's what the, well, that's what they were talking uh, on the afternoon show yesterday. Uh, the question was, uh, which do you prefer, uh, the big chain or the you know locally owned pharmacist? Who do you go to? You know these small uh, pharmac- pharmacies and that have been uh, ripping us off for years. Do you reckon they you have? Know? Oh mate, you go in there, they charge you thirty five bucks for a box of Panadol, right? Yeah. And uh, for a bit of a chit chat. Not worth it. I can go down the chemist warehouse, pay you know seven bucks or whatever it is, and um, yeah. I guess that is the free market, Ben. The only reason chemist warehouse can offer you a discount from the thirty-five dollars your local pharmacy can is because they can buy hundreds and hundreds of thousands of bottles for the, for this market in nothing. New Zealand because they're buying in bulk. Yeah. But isn't that the same with uh, yep. every sort of big box uh, business? It is every sort of industry. It is, but I think when it comes to you know pharmaceuticals. I wonder, Ben, whether, and this is why it's a good chat, and you don't care about it clearly, and when I say you don't care about it, you don't, you would, you're happy to pay a discounted price even if you may lose some of that relationship that you would normally have with your smaller pharmacist. Well, would I want a relationship with them? I could have a relationship with someone over the phone. I don't need a pharmacist to uh, have a chit-chat to. So You're a hard man, Ben. <laughs> so you don't have any sympathy for the smaller pharmacists? I mean, you, you're right in what you said, that there was a day when pharmacies made a killing when it was a regulated market. Yeah, no sympathy whatsoever. They can't handle it. Go off and sell plants or something like that. <laughs> okay, Ben, good to get your perspective. There's a text says, this guy, Ben's bang on. Good on him for calling. So there you go, Ben. Yes, uh, interesting one, isn't it? I do feel like I, I have had... A few um, instances over the last couple of years where pharmacists around my hood have given that just that extra little bit of personal care and service, the more intimate knowledge of what their you know customers are going through, which you probably wouldn't get from a you know twelve-year-old at a checkout in a supermarket-like pharmacy environment. But there is no excuse for. Charging for overcharging is a tricky one. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, don't worry, I'm still here next week. There's still another week of News Talk ZB to go. Uh, see, that, that'll get you through the weekend, won't it? If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.